Thanks for joining us today. I'm Rob Parker, lead pastor at The Plant Church. Our vision is to know Christ and make him known. If you are interested in getting connected or if we can help you in any way, email us at info at theplantchurch.org. today, celebrating serving our community through the 5,000 pound project and reaching that goal, uh, celebrating new people committing to our community through partnership in this church, uh, celebrating maybe you have something that you can think about that God's done in your life over the last year, he's done in this community over the last year, it's a day to focus on celebrating, celebrating all the things that God has done in this church community and in you as, as individuals personally. So I want to ask you a question. Do you know how to celebrate well? Some of you are like, oh yeah, I know how to party. Do you really know how to celebrate well? Think about it for a minute. Think long and hard. Some of us, maybe this is more naturally uh, is something we know how to do. For some of us, this is really hard. Uh, a lot of us are really good at working really hard going from one thing to the next, project to project, putting our nose to the grind and moving uh, forward. And then we go from one season of life and we just flow into the next one, whether it's a move, a job change, uh, a change in how many kids we have or don't have in the home, uh, a, a, a relationship change, all sorts of different things. We move from season to season and sometimes we forget to pause when we finish a project, when something big happens, a big milestone in our life when small things happen in relationships or other things like that, it can be really easy to go, well, I was supposed to do that. That's just like what's required. I don't get to give myself a pat on the back for that. Any of you like that, have that personality? I kind of have that personality. I'm like, I just did what I was supposed to do. You workaholics, I'm looking at you. You workaholics, I'm looking at you. You just go, go, go. It's just one thing to the next. I know. I know how it is. Or, or maybe, maybe it doesn't come out like as, as like you just work hard and you just kind of keep next project, next project. You're never, never done. Uh, maybe you've got an unending to-do list and, and you don't know how to hit that pause button and celebrate your to-do list well. Uh, maybe uh, you don't know how to celebrate moments in your life because you don't like the attention to be on you. Maybe that's it. I remember my wife was like, actually terrified on our wedding day because she didn't want everyone looking at her. And I'm like, but you're the bride. Everyone looks at the bride. Um, and she was gorgeous, and it was a great day. Uh, but uh, celebrating feels sometimes like, that's not actually that impressive. I shouldn't be celebrating that. Like, when something really big happens in my life, then I'll celebrate. Like, when, when I actually achieve something, then I'll celebrate. This is just the basic every day. But have, how many of you go through your life and you just feel like your life becomes the basic every day, you're putting your head down, you're just making it through, and you never give your chance, yourself the chance and the opportunity to celebrate? Because there is, believe it or not, moments to celebrate, even if it feels like you're just putting your head down and going. Now, I often received the message growing up that uh, that's not worth your time to celebrate. Come back when it's something important. But when we don't celebrate, I find in my life, and maybe you find in, in yours, that I get burned out really quickly. It starts to become going through the motions. I'm, I'm wrapped up in just task after task after task, and, and I become kind of like a machine instead of a human being. It's like a human doing instead of a human being at that point. 
if I don't take time to pause, to reflect, and, and to celebrate with great joy everything that God has done in my life, everything I have been through, if I've handled it well in the last year, all, all of those different things. We can be overly hard on ourselves, and we just see, well, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't accomplish that, this didn't get done. There's these eight things on my task list that never got finished. But when we focus solely on that all of the time, it just burns us out. We're down on ourselves. We start taking ourselves too seriously, and uh, we're no fun. Kind of no fun. And then we start envying people who seem like they're having a good time. You ever feel jealous of someone who seems like they're having a good time? Like, they didn't do half the stuff I did. Why are they celebrating? They should celebrate after they've done more than I have. We get bitter, and it it just becomes about us. Isn't that funny how celebrating, not celebrating us, actually makes it more about us a little bit? You ever find that? I find that a lot. And and we just get burned out and tired and and bent out of shape, and, and we're overly hard on ourselves. So I just have two verses. It's really like a verse and a half from Philippians chapter 4. Verses 4 and 5, I don't even have it up on the screen today. I just want you to think about it, meditate on it. And and it's two verses that just give us a picture of how God wants us to celebrate. Paul is closing out his letter to a church in a city called Philippi. And it's a Roman colony, Philippi. It is actually, a lot of them are ex-military. Ex-military, ex-soldiers, these are veterans. They've had a hard life doing everything they were told to do all the time. They've probably seen some pretty traumatic stuff. Uh, they, they were people who knew to just kind of put their head down, do what they're told, don't make too much trouble, just kind of get through it, and then I'll get a nice plot of land in Philippi at the end to retire on. That was the promise for every soldier who made it to their retirement. And they were given a little plot of land. They could own some land in a new Roman colony and make it feel like Rome there. That's what they all did. That's what they were, they were told to do. They were sent there, they had their family, and they could just kind of coast until they died. Now, these people, uh, they were used to just, like I said, putting their head down, just surviving, just moving from one season to the next. Just got to get there, just got to get there, just got to get there. And Paul knows, they make up some of this church community in Philippi, and Paul knows that, that this kind of attitude is just, man, this is not good for them as human beings It's not good for them as followers of Jesus. It's just not good for them. It's so important that they learn how to celebrate even the smallest moments in life because they are gifts from God. And so he writes in his closing section of Philippians these words in his letter to this church. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Always be full of joy in the Lord. How many of you heard me say sometimes be full of joy in the Lord? How many of you say when the week went well, sometimes be full of joy in the Lord? How many of you heard me say when the weekend finally comes or it's a day off, you can be full of joy in the Lord? Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Now I see two things uh, in this passage that are important for us as we learn how to celebrate well. First, 
this celebration is given to them as a command. The, the Greek grammar there is saying, do this. It's an imperative. It's not, hey, you know, it could be a good idea for you to celebrate. They are commanded to always be full of joy. How many of you love being told what to do? What? No hands went up? That's so weird. No. No one likes being told what to do, especially today in our world that we live in, right? Our culture is all about like, hey, I get to do whatever I want. But if someone who has your best interests in mind and knows you way better than you know yourself gives you a command, you probably want to listen. Being a parent of a little child, this, this comes back to me time and time again. Like, I am way smarter than you and have way more life experience. Don't touch the stove. It's a command. Stay away from the wood stove. Fire is hot and can hurt you. All of those things. Don't go near the lake unless I'm with you. You can stay in this boundary. Don't step out of it. I'm not trying to make my daughter's life miserable. I'm trying to give her the best life possible. And so we're given this command to always be full of joy, to celebrate, to, to rejoice. Think about this. To celebrate is a command in the Bible. We think about these list rules of do's and don'ts sometimes, that the Bible's like this boring instruction manual. Do this, don't do that. Don't have any fun. But then we see this. Be full of joy always. Rejoice. There's always something to celebrate, Paul's saying. There's always something to rejoice about. And we need this as a discipline in our lives. It can't just be when we feel like it. You ever thought about celebration as a discipline? Just like going to the gym? Just like whatever other discipline or good habit you want to have in your life? You ever thought about celebration as a good habit? Instead of something that just accidentally happens? Richard Foster, in his book, The Celebration of Discipline, actually ends the book with a chapter on discipline as, or celebration as a spiritual discipline. And he says that celebration is at the heart of the way of Christ. And then later on, he writes in that chapter, celebration brings joy into life and joy makes us strong. It brings joy into life and joy makes us strong. How many of you are going to get strong by not going to the gym? How many of you are going to have joy in your life by not practicing the discipline of celebrating? Some of you are like, maybe that's why there's no joy. I'm like just trying to let celebration happen to me. Maybe when I get through one more task and then you do that task, but maybe one more task and then that task, but maybe one more. Celebrate. There's always something worth celebrating. Are, 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 how many of you are lacking strength? How many of you are weary? How many of you are tired because of your jobs? How many of you are tired parenting? How many of you are tired uh, dealing with conflicts in your family dynamics and relationships? How many of you are weary paying bills? How many of you are weary reading uh, all sorts of pain and trauma happening around the world? How many of you are weary and lacking strength today? There is joy available as we learn the discipline of celebration. Celebration is a discipline, a command. It's something we need to do if we are going to find the joy of the Lord. It is worth doing in so many ways. Are there things in your life, just think about it for a minute, things in your life worth celebrating that you've never celebrated? 
What's happened even this last week that was worth celebrating? Some of you are teachers, and you're done for the year. Celebrate that. How many of your kids had moving up celebrations or graduations? Yeah, we have families that had that. That's worth celebrating. You're like, we did it. We did it. How many of you finished a book and you don't usually finish books? There's so many. There we go. Someone did. There's always something worth celebrating. How many of you had a difficult conversation with a family member and you handled it in a Christ-like way? You were gentle. You were humble. Celebrate that. You're like, well, I just did what I was supposed to because I'm a Christian. Celebrate it. That's awesome. That's not normally what people do. That's awesome. How many of you opened up this past year in a more vulnerable way than you ever have before with people in your church community. And, and you found healing, you found freedom, and it was a gift to you. You've never been open and honest like that before. Celebrate that. I, I really hope we become a church that celebrates vulnerability like that. Amen? celebrates like, who I can tell these people anything because they love me and they care about me and they believe that God's doing a good thing in my life. And that's not how most people live their lives. They wouldn't even tell some of these things to their closest friends, maybe their therapist. But the fact that you can celebrate the hard stuff is amazing. How many of you finished a big project at work recently? Some of you do that? Celebrate that. No one's celebrating big projects at work. Okay. How many people got a new job or a promotion that they're super excited about? I just heard about one, I just heard about one this morning, actually. Someone's super pumped about a new job that they just got. It's amazing. Celebrate that. Don't just go, woo, it happened, that's great, and then kind of just feel happy for a few days. Figure out how you're intentionally going to celebrate that. I'll give you some examples in a minute. So that's the first thing. When Celebration needs to be a discipline. It needs to be an intentional practice. It needs to be something you go to and you think about. Uh, when this happens, what am I going to do to celebrate it? When, okay, this is about to happen. What are we going to do to celebrate it? We've got to be intentional. Celebration is a command given to us so we can experience the joy of the Lord. Second, celebration is an intentional witness to the world around us. Paul says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. What is he saying? This means that as you have an intentional discipline of celebration, as you are doing that, it is a witness of God's grace in your life and his work in you to everyone that you come in contact with. You ever go to a restaurant and someone's like, oh, is there a special occasion? Imagine if you're like, God healed my back injury, and so we're celebrating. Imagine if you told, they're like, they're going to be like, look at you like you have eight heads maybe. But that, what kind of a seed is that planting? Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. I am intentionally celebrating the grace of God at work in my life. What are you out here celebrating? We just raised 5,000 pounds of food for a food pantry in our town. And so some of our life group got together to, because we donated a lot of that food or did, worked hard to, to do that during the year. And so we're celebrating now. Thanks for asking. 
God provided 5,000 pounds of food this year. Oh, what are you celebrating about? I had the hardest conversation with my brother or my parents or my uncle who I've been estranged from for years. I had the hardest conversation with them ever. And God started to do a reconciling work in that situation. What are we celebrating? I got a promotion at work. What are we celebrating? I made it through my work week. And think about it. Notice that the celebration, you're concerned about celebration becoming about you. Notice that the celebration then is not about you. It is about celebrating and thanking God for what he has been doing in and through your life. Make sure that you're rejoicing, Paul says, in the Lord. That's what's happening. It's intentionally taking to Imagine now, if you think about every good and perfect gift is from above, the scriptures say. Imagine if you start having all these good gifts in your life, family, friends, relationships, holidays, uh, promotions, new jobs, all these different things happen, and you not once intentionally celebrate. It's like smacking God in the face. Because it's not about you. It's about all of the wonderful gifts he's putting in your life. You're a year older. Celebrate that. I know some of you don't think that's true, but celebrate it. That is a gift from God. Your life is a gift from God. So Paul writes uh, about this and elsewhere. This is really important. We have to note that celebration of what God is doing and what God is doing in you means that you've been obedient to what he's called you to do. God's not blessing our fantasy world. God's not blessing our sin patterns that we don't want to deal with. God is blessing our obedience to his call. Not doing it perfectly, but God is blessing and working as we are obedient. Paul writes elsewhere in Philippians that Jesus endured the cross because of the joy set before him. He knew there was a party coming, and he was willing to obey all along the way. And through our obedience and then the subsequent celebration after that, we're declaring to the whole world that God is always good no matter what's happening. God is always good no matter what's happening. Some of you this year have made steps towards obedience. I know some of you felt like uh, God was calling you to get into community this year. And you joined a life group. You need to celebrate that. You were obedient to what God was inviting you into. Some of you started to just attend our church because you felt like God was calling you here. You need to celebrate that. You were obedient to God's work in your life. Some of you were called this year. I, I know these, these are all like real things I've heard from people in this family. Uh, some of you were called this year to have tough conversations with family members. And you started to seek reconciliation in those relationships. You need to celebrate that. Doesn't mean it's going perfectly, but you are obedient to what God put in front of you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Some of you this year were more vulnerable and open to the community and to Christ's healing this year than you ever have been before. You need to celebrate that. You need to celebrate that. Some of you were baptized this year. That was a call to God in your life. That was obedience to him. You need to celebrate that. Some of you left 
jobs this year because God asked you to reorder your life in a new way. You need to celebrate that. You need to celebrate that. And every time that you celebrate that, you are allowing people around you to see that you are considerate in everything you do, that you consider what God is saying to you and calling you into in every season of life. You are considerate that God is only going to bring good out of these things ultimately. And so there's joy and there's rejoicing and there is celebration. So when people see the party in you, when people see that you are rejoicing always in the Lord, when you are celebrating, they are seeing someone who is so thankful to what God has been doing in their life. And that plants seeds in their life. So how do we celebrate? Very quickly, Foster, Richard Foster outlines five uh, potential ideas, but the possibilities for how to celebrate are endless. Think about it in terms of like how big the thing is. Maybe scale the celebration of court accordingly. Sometimes it's just blasting your favorite song in the car on your drive home on a Friday from work. But he, he gives us six, uh, five different ones here. Singing, dancing, and shouting. I wanted you to shout earlier because that's a form of celebration. There's scriptures that talk about shouting with celebration. John Mitchell, I know all he wanted for his birthday this year was to have a dance party. And then his parents, his parents, his friends freaked him out. If his parents were there, it'd be crazy. His, his friends freaked him out when they surprised him with like a whole dance party. He had no clue it was coming. And they just... Dance. Did you guys just dance the night away? You just partied, loud music, just danced around like crazy? It was, a de- it was like a worship dance party. They just, it was a celebration. Laughing is a great way to celebrate. How many of you love to laugh? I love to laugh. Studies have shown that laughter can actually help patients recover from surgeries, illnesses, different kinds of sickness. It actually does something to change body chemistry. Did you know that? He also uh, shares the uh, idea of using your imagination or different creative talents as a form of celebration. Uh, Building something, not because it's utility and you have to build it, but because it's beautiful and it uses your imagination and your creativity. Painting something, writing a poem, whatever it might be. Do something like that to celebrate. Uh, Another idea is making family events that you do on a regular basis into special traditions where you develop a tradition. Our our tradition is we make pizza every Friday night. We, we Sabbath and take time as a family to rest, usually from Friday evening to Saturday evening as a family. And, and we start it off with pizza and ice cream on Friday nights. And it marks, uh, it's the best time of the week for Harper. She loves it. Uh, and Phoebe's really starting to wonder what that stuff is I eat with Harper after. And so she's starting to get a little too curious. I'm, I'm, it's it's, it's going to break eventually. We're going to have to give in. Um, but just turn little simple things that start happening regularly into family game nights, other things that become opportunities to celebrate, things, regular meetups with friends, whatever it is. Leverage, and then the final one he suggests is just leveraging holidays that are on the calendar. Fourth of July is next weekend, right? Memorial Day, Christmas, Easter. Use these as opportunities to have big celebrations to just celebrate what God's up to. Invite your life group, invite friends from your church community and friends that don't know Jesus yet and let them consider your life that is on display being full of joy to the Lord. There's always an opportunity to celebrate. So whatever you do, make it intentional to celebrate. Make it a discipline. Make it fun to the glory of God. 
How many of you know you can have fun to the glory of God? Everyone's getting ideas. Have fun to the glory of God, just celebrating how he has worked in and through you, your family, friends, everyone, as you have faithfully followed him this year. So here's my practical application as we're, we're going to wrap up, we're going to worship and take communion. You ready? We're having a cookout to celebrate. As you are around tables eating, enjoying food, losing to me at cornhole, whatever it is, um, as you are doing those things today during the cookout, share stories about what God has been up to this year, okay? I know there's stories in this room. I've heard many, but I know I haven't heard all of them. Share what God's done in your life this year. Even if it's really tiny, share what God's been up to. That's part of our spiritual discipline, our practice. A cookout today, oh, it can't just be a cookout, pastor. It's got to have some spiritual application. Yes, everything in your life does, whether you want it to or not. Enjoy an amazing time, a gift from God, a beautiful day to celebrate with community and be disciplined today as we enjoy this cookout to just enjoy what God is doing in your life and celebrate each other in each other's lives what God is doing. Sound good? We're going to celebrate and begin this by taking communion together. If I can have the worship team come up. Would you stand with me? If you need communion elements, can you just raise your hands? Our connectors will bring them to you. Just raise, put your hand up high if you need these. It was a somber moment, in a sense, when Jesus took the bread and the cup because he was about to be crucified. But did you know that this is something he said to carry on doing until he returned? And every time we do, we are celebrating the life of Jesus. We are celebrating his death, his resurrection, and that he will come again. And so on that night, he told them to take bread, and he broke it, saying, this is my body. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup, and he said, this cup is the cup of my new covenant. Now, what he said with new covenant, this means that there's a new commitment, there's a new way of living life, a new kingdom, a new way of being human that I am inaugurating. And so when you drink this cup, you are drinking the cup of the new covenant life. It is a life marked by the joy of Christ in celebration. And so drink the cup of the new covenant and join Jesus in celebration. Let's worship together. It was great having you with us today. We do hope that this sermon inspired you to know Christ and make him known. For more sermons and resources, please visit us at theplantchurch.org.